welcome into a new episode of Get Fiddles and Periddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. John, we've arrived at episode 20. We have arrived. We are 20. here and we kicked the door of number 20, man. Mm-hmm. This little this little uh, engine that could is just chugging right along, continuing, sir. Continuing with the could. Yes. It yes. can. We can. Um, we will. Just, just so, we, so we, we are all on the same page here, our first episode dropped October 1st of last year. So uh, we're approaching wow, not only right. twenty episodes here, but we're uh, we're at uh, six months. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we we've crossed a, a little threshold yeah. plateau, a goal that we you know we we we're checking them off as we go along too. Yeah. So we're excited to uh, have everybody um, that are listeners, that are new listeners, uh, old listeners. Uh, you know, can't stress enough. Go and give us that feedback on the iTunes. Mm, what is it called, you, Chris? The the checks the iTunes, or the likes or the well iTunes. So we wanna we want you if you guys love what you hear, uh, even if you don't, we want to hear from you. Yeah, let uh, us know. You know, if give us those suck. give us those five star reviews mm-hmm. and uh, give us a comment. Uh, hopefully, a very nice, encouraging comment yes. on iTunes. It, it helps us out a lot. Uh, it helps us bolster our presence on mm-hmm. the uh, on the podcast app itself. So. Yeah, so we can keep doing what we're doing amongst these little. Uh, us little peons out here amongst yeah. these big, big evergreens in the podcasting world. So, um, with that being said, how was your weekend, sir? It was good. Uh, great weekend. Spent a lot of time with the family. Did a little yes. bit of playing. Yes. Uh, mostly church this past mm-hmm. weekend, as I recall. Um, as normal, I feel like sometimes we, we say, oh, I played at church, and it's just kind of like autopilot. Right. We just kind of brush it off. Right. It was really fun. It was, That's it's, good. It's a good, good, uh, good energy with the band. Yeah. Uh, this, this That's always week. good, man. When you're doing the praise and worship stuff, man, you know, it, it, it you know, it gets swept under the, uh, it's not really a gig. I mean, yeah. it's a gig, man. A gig. You know, you're yeah. playing, especially, you know, the, the production and the, and the type of, of quality of musicians that are playing at these churches that, mm-hmm. you know, you're playing at. And even the small one that I'm at, you know, there's, I mean, really good players yeah, that, yeah. that are, that are there. So, uh, a lot to be, uh, a lot to, a lot, lot to be, be learned. What about, what about, what about your weekend? Uh, same, same old same man, just, uh, you know, doing the taco circuit with Mr. Mm-hmm. Joe, um, had just a couple acoustic gigs over the weekend and had my church gig as well. So, um, you know, pretty much rinse and repeat weekend. Uh, got some stuff coming. I uh, got some full band stuff that you are going mm-hmm. to be playing. I'm excited for um, later on uh, coming uh, in the in the month here. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. Just um, you know, getting ready to uh, get into the new week here. Uh, excited about episode twenty. Yeah, man. Uh, been uh, this topic. I've I kind of mentioned to you um, just kind of in, in some of our pre-production a mm-hmm. while ago, and we just kind of you know, had it as an idea and we've been sussing it out this Mm -hmm. morning in our pre-production, which is what we usually do before we get together. We kind of, you know, get our thoughts and together. And when I first threw the topic out there, it's just kind of evolved into what we're talking about now, because I think that, um, you know, it's been a, an apparent, uh, visceral and, and oral, um, awakening Mm -hmm. um at least for me and you as musicians just this music has just gone to shit yeah it has for sure you know we're uh we're gonna dive into that today as you guys can see the uh the uh, episode title is the steady decline of musicianship we're gonna get into that but before we do uh we decided we would like to discuss things that are like headlines maybe that's the the best way to kind of yeah we've decided to uh call an audible um and um uh, I feel like everybody wants to know our opinion on yeah. what's going on in the right. world, man. Right. Our opinion matters more than anyone else. On, Absolutely. Know, maybe, not, maybe, not, maybe not. That's a little Yeah. Crazy, but, but, you know, I, still nonetheless, I think our listeners uh, would uh, appreciate, you know, our our, uh, our stance on, mm. on, on certain well, things. I think for being honest, obviously this is a, a music, categorized music podcast. Right. We're we not all... going to be talking about, like, how to make, like, you know, quiches and yeah. brownies no. and stuff like that. No. However, we all have other interests. Um, Absolutely. Even if it's in the music world mm-hmm. or the sports world or race cars or whatever. Whatever. Trucks, yeah. Whatever, whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, let's kick off this first episode talking about headlines here, John. One thing that really stuck out to me, and even though we're, we're talking about other types of topics, uh, this is a music-related topic yesterday. Um, and, and as of yesterday, I don't know exa- the exact date, but it's... Uh, been a couple days now. Uh, Tool announced a U.S. tour, and I'm going to say that with air quotes. U.S. tour. Yeah, U.S. Because we're probably U.S. is probably what I'm going to guess like f- thirty dates, forty dates. 
Actually, uh, from what I'm looking at, there's only maybe 10 that are wow. U.S., and the rest of them are all, I see Czech Republic, I see Austria, I see Germany, England, Netherlands, Denmark, Switzerland, Belgium, Spain. Yeah, it's European. Portugal. It's, it's European it's, stuff. A third of it is, is you know, they're coming to America. That's cool. And, um, and, and you know, gosh, doesn't that say something about the consumer mm-hmm. in the States? Yep, it really does. Um, you, I, you can know, only... And I'm sorry, Chris, we may be getting off side topic. I'm just going to throw this in. So you're telling me you're Tool, mm-hmm. and you can't sell out more than 10 venues in the United States of freaking America. Right. The greatest country ever invented ever right. in, in the world. Right. No, I think that that probably goes hand in hand with our, our, our show topic. Maybe, maybe a little um, bit. But know, we're talking about headlines. We're so talking about headlines, yeah. They're, they're doing, um, so they're doing 10, 10 dates. 10 dates here, uh, which obviously this is an unprecedented thing because Tool, right. they're very secretive. Right, we yeah, they're very, we, very, very low-key. I mean, even their new album is supposed to be possibly a double album. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. There's yeah. got to be new music coming out mm-hmm. ahead of this thing. You would think so. Okay. Um, however, I mean, these dates, they, they start pretty soon. I mean, it's May 5th fifth is when the first one hits so you know if we're going to see new music you would think they would have a single up on itunes or something so maybe during this tour you know it kind of covers may and june and right and a a few few of that they they barely creep into july so okay new music would be great i mean it's been been a long time since they released their last uh, album 2006 i believe Mm -hmm. 2006 10,000 days 2006 so we're talking 13 years now i know maynard james keenan is quite the um you know the troubadour. Yeah. Um, he's got. Uh, I know he's had a lot of side projects, but I'm, if memory serves correctly, he's got a vineyard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like the kind of guy that would be in. The he's wine. into the wine making business. I, I um, he was on um, the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm, Shout okay. out to Mr. Joe Rogan, uh, huge yeah, we, fan we of love his you, podcast. Mr. Rogan, yeah. He um, interviewed Maynard and just very. Always been a big fan of Tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're only coming to Jacksonville is the closest yeah, yeah. they're coming. Closest to Georgia, so we're you know we don't we won't see them in Georgia. Yeah, we which plenty of venues for them to play right, at, but right, which yeah. sucks because they're one of those bands I definitely would like to see before I yeah. leave this planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool, man. Very um, cool. Yeah. So everybody, uh, we'll put some information up on uh, on this tool stuff. Yeah. Um, what what else we got, John? Yeah, I mean, the other thing a, that I am very passionate about is sports. Oh, that's not just you, sir. I'm probably um, my wife calls me one of the most fanatical baseball um, people, uh, persons, or whatever we people persons. Want to call us. Um, so of course we love sports. Yes, I love football. Yeah, obviously, but football's not in season. Football's not in season. Football's done for right now. So yeah, we are uh, we're on the heels of. Baseball season. Baseball. And I am jacked about this. Yeah, um, you know, I have a love th- love hate thing with baseball. Um, it's just I wish they would shorten the season. I don't think they need 162 games. Mm. It's killing me. You're like it needs to be over in September. Mm. Well, okay. it, because it, I, and, and that's so just, September first is what you're saying. Well, you can right? go to the end of September. Well, it does go to the end of September. But, but then but we go into playoffs. Right? There, see, right. that's what I'm talking. Like World yeah. Series needs to be over yeah right world right. series needs to be done right and just because when football's on I, like it, it, it's almost like you know when the the car is driving really slow in the fast lane mm-hmm. so when football's on yep. i'm that person that's driving behind the person who's driving slow in the fast lane it's like get out of my way i just want to watch football right right, right. yeah the overlapping is kind of strange so it, however i digress um baseball season is upon us i believe what like april 1st is like first uh, it's actually this year is going to be the what well, here's what i read okay is that it's going to be the first year in a long time I, i'm not even going to try to guess how many years it's okay been, where baseball has started on the first day of spring so the first game huh. is going to be march 20th i believe 19th and 20th and the first two games are going to be played in tokyo japan Shut the front and door. And opening day, quote okay. unquote, is March 28th. So this okay. is the earliest. That's league-wide. Yeah, that's that, league-wide, okay. March 28th. Every team will play. But the first two games will be played in Tokyo. And it's right on the cusp of, of the beginning of spring. Well, you know, good for baseball. You know, you got to expand your brand. Make sure you're keeping keeping up with the other, you know, Joneses, all the NBAs and the mm-hmm. NFLs. You know, NFL maybe not so much has a presence over in the in the Asia area. Yeah, um, but definitely with the NBA. You know, I can see 
you know, baseball, wanting to compete with those kids who are wanting to play basketball. They're similar mm-hmm. athletic builds, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. So you got to fight for that pool right. of, of, of people. Right? Vying for that attention. That's right. For sure. So good on baseball. Well, I mean, we, we love baseball, but obviously we love Georgia sports. Absolutely. Right? So our Georgia teams. Except for Georgia Tech. <laughs> Hope my brother's not listening to oh this. He was a massive Listen, man. Georgia Tech fan. You know, I'm a good Georgia fan. I, I'm a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. Uh, University of Georgia. Go uh, The classic city, great mm, classic city classic of Athens. City. Yes, sir. Um, you know, we just don't like tech fans. We're not going to spend any more time. It's a waste of uh, waste of energy. Anyway, yep. um, so yeah, all Georgia sports. Um, you know, the, the Braves, obviously, since baseball is starting, um, every – you know, everybody that I know um, who are Braves fans um, seems uh, they're obviously based on last year. You know, expectation level is has Very raised high. a yes. little bit. Yes, we got all these youngsters on here, and uh, one of the things that kind of I'm just going to read this and get John's reaction. So I haven't read this okay. to him yet. So all right, I'm, I'm, I hope oh, you're excited. Boy. So the article's title it came up uh, in USA Today mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Predicting every MLB season's 2019 year in one sentence. Okay. All right. So I skimmed by all the AL West and uh, AL Central. Like we, we go ahead and get down to the NL East, you know, our, our good old Atlanta Braves. And here, here's, the, here's the sentence for the Braves. The young squad fights for the division title, but the failure to add depth in the winter results in a third-place finish behind Washington and Philadelphia. Mm. Your thoughts? Mm. Uh, I would like to opine on that. Okay. Um, I think uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the Braves are the second best team in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know the Phillies signing Bryce Harper and mm-hmm. all the other cats that they uh, have the signed have stacked the deck. You would think that they kind of have separated themselves from mm-hmm. the rest of the uh, division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the Braves are. Are all ifs and buts. Yeah, you know they're 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 a team of ifs and buts. Mm-hmm. Well, if this guy plays this way, right. But if this guy stays healthy, right. That that's not gonna. That's never won you a championship. Here's the difference. You 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 fill up a team like the Phillies with a bunch of all stars. Yeah. First question: Will they play like a team? The thing Correct. that isn't in question about the Braves is they do play like a team. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said for that, and I think that's why I catapult them above. Uh, the Nationals, yes. um, because I just feel like they are overrated a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. think that they, you know, they never really won anything with Bryce Harper and all that right. those pitching arms. I mean, right. I think they what they made one run, yeah, and one good run, one good run. run that's it. Of the year, um, you know, they got uh, Scherzer. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, and they've got uh, uh, Strasburg. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but uh, if memory serves correctly, you know, the Braves have pretty much ate his lunch, Strasburg. So. Yeah. You know, I just feel like uh, our young uh, skill position players the Braves have kind of that puts us kind of we're you know we just don't have that front line starting pitcher mm-hmm. or a bullpen that can get us deep into a playoff run. Right. Um, yeah. The issue is long relief. So if your yeah. starter decides to have a a bad run, say two or three innings in, and we got to pull a guy in, say fourth inning. That's hard. You know, You're you, done. You, yeah, you have like long relief. They just don't have that yet. Right. And I think that that's from the yesteryear of the Braves teams that I grew up on. Mm, me too. You know, and obviously you grew up on too. 93, 94. Um, Come on. We always had good pitching. We never had clutch hitting. Right. Right. Now it seems like it's flipped. Our, our offensive prowess has become a little more consistent and the pitching has become sparse right and it's been you know to mention our title it's been a steady decline steady decline yeah. you know and um I, I see a bright future but i don't see us winning the division with what we have on our roster right now yeah we'll see we're excited for the, the new i'm looking forward to it i hope yeah. i hope they can uh make some noise yep. you know we shall see we shall see well guys uh that's going to wrap up headlines let us know if you love this we love yeah this. yeah you yeah know, let us here know with john you know, smiling because we're talking about baseball, i mean it's fine man. yeah you know we we, yeah. we like to kind of uh let people know that we are more than you know world-class yeah. musicians no, right, right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, no. but you know seriously people you know we we do care and 
we think about things other than music, yes. you know? Yes. So I yeah. uh, wanted to just kind of get you guys uh, give some feedback on that see if that's something that you guys like or care to hear. And until further notice, we're going to continue to have our little headline segment, just yeah. kind of go over sports, you know, just talk, talk and shop a little bit with you, with, with juice it. guys. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's get into the heart of this uh, episode, the steady decline of musicianship. Um, I really love to see what, what we're going to get into here. Cause we've not, Really, we've got a few little bullet points here, but we've not really determined yeah, all that's we're, going to be said. A so. lot of this is going to be off the cuff, I feel. It's going to yep. be riffing, but um, I think it will be riffing with intention. Definitely. All right, John, let's get into it. All right, John, so as the title says, the steady decline of musicians. Steady decline, yes, sir. Let's, let's talk about why we are discussing this so so what we hear on the radio now versus what we grew up listening to the stuff that inspired us to be musicians right um something that i've been pondering for quite some time and you know i can't take credit for the idea you know obviously i've heard other you know of our peers and other podcasters you know kind of touch on this um you know overall decline of musicianship in Mm -hmm recorded um pop music rock music whatever just about um, every genre just about every if, genre. if it were to include a band reproducing that on a stage uh, major genres mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. there has just been a a lack of quality musicianship right you know it's all become copy paste pro tools autotune mm-hmm. yep yeah i totally agree i mean that's the that's the thing that is really hard for me to listen to like current radio. Right. Even if it is rock music, let's mm-hmm. say I want to dial in like a rock thing. You still can hear the drum triggers. You still can yep. hear the processed guitar amps and like, right. you know, it sounds like the second chorus sounds just like the first chorus sounds just like the last chorus. And what, what I think had the charm, like the charm mm-hmm. of older music. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about 60s, 70s, 80s. We're talking about 1990s even is yeah. that, musicians had the ability to express themselves yeah so that expression has just vaporized right so i think you had a um renaissance uh and a uh, thriving um renaissance of musicianship in the uh late 60s 70s Mm -hmm. and into the 80s yeah you could feel that bubble you know the 60s 70s 80s yeah you know that 30 year window if you go back and listen and just kind of just scroll through all the recorded material during those decades, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. It is. I mean, we're talking like Smith's, Smithsonian level, I can't even say that word, level material, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, conversely, if you go from the 90s to oh, current, right? Whoa. So here's what John and I did we, we started looking at music and we wanted to see where the line in the sand basically appeared. Right. Right. Where did this quote unquote decline begin? Mm -hmm. Because we felt like there was a bubble that came out of the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, and it carried over into the first part of the nineties. It did. But somewhere in the nineties, we we will leave that up to debate. We're Mm -hmm. not going to say it was 95, 96, 97. Doesn't matter. Somewhere in the nineties, the musicianship declined. And I think what had happened, um, just to kind of give a brief, a brief synopsis on, um, what I think were the contributing factors. Okay. One was the advancement of technology. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Multi-track recording. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, digital multi-track digital, recording. Excuse yeah. me. Thank you, my good brother. Mm-hmm. Digital multi-track recording. Um, the um, You started to see less budget from record companies mm-hmm. for records. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, yeah, they would sign an artist and say, we pay for everything. You know, Correct. They pay for the tour. They pay for the t-shirts. They pay for the album. Everything. everything. Everything was paid for. That that doesn't exist now. You're starting to see record labels saying, we're not going to give you $150,000 to make your record. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you $50,000 or $80,000 to make your record. Right. And you're still in debt. And like you're still, still in debt. Massive debt, yeah. Right? But you've cut... Your, your budget in half at that mm. point, right? So the the technological advancements and the financial aspect from record labels, I think, are the two biggest, most 
in your face, visceral, um, effects of Mm -hmm. the decline. You know, you've got digital multi-track recording that allows you to auto-tune vocals. Um, you've got, you don't have to have players Mm -hmm. in the same room at Mm -hmm. the same time on the same day. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got producers who are world-class producers who can just go in and record all the instruments, lay it down. Yep. Put a, put a drum loop to it and you're engineer the hell out of it. Right. So that's, you're starting, that, that's, you're starting to see that in, you know, kind of in the, in the early to mid nineties, you know, you're going from like, you know, bands like, you know, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, let's let's talk about some albums and see the, so the reasoning behind this is, you know, John and I, we're both influenced by similar music, mm-hmm. sometimes different music, but um, some of the albums we, you know, we kind of dug into some of the, the we just did a, a quick yeah, search. Some, John did, some, did a some market some, research. Yeah, some market research on like what, what was trending in the 90s, early 90s. Yeah, so, so you know, stuff. you've got, you know, we've got, you know, Nirvana, Smells like Teen Spirit, huge. You know, 91, 92. You may not call that musicianship. Some people would say that's not musicianship. But let's remember, it was human Uh, beings playing. I beg to differ. Yeah. There's a lot of musicianship there. Yeah. Um, Are they soloing over a... No. um, Alter dominant chord? No, No, they're not. That was the point of that music. Exactly. Still um, important nonetheless. Very important. And then a few years later, you go into the freaking Spice Girls. What happened? Okay, wow. we're talking 95, 96. Well, the Spice Girls, we, we, they were influenced by like UK kind of coming up of what would turn into, um, you know, the... You know, the boy band the boy thing. boy band thing right. and, and American Idol. Like mm-hmm. they were a product of that before yeah. American Idol was even a thing here. Yeah, I mean, it just, you know, then you had the Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 95, 94, you know, but you still had the big you know, major rock bands, you know, charting, you know, you still had your Pearl Jams, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you still had, you know, Soundgarden. I mean, Soundgarden. You know, the Super Unknown record when that came out, uh, late 90s, I think that's probably 98, 99. But still, so, you know, we're talking about musicianship. I mean, they're playing an odd time signatures. Right. I mean, we can say the name Chris Cornell and just stop. We we drop the mic, right? right? So, so you're, you're seeing, you know, and, and those guys were a rock band. Yeah. You know, they were a rock band that were crossing over into the pop charts. Right. Um, it's just, uh, uh, the technological advancement, the lack of funding that the record labels are providing their artists, the development of the said artists, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just, if you didn't have that three minute hit single that they could put on a radio. Right. 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 Yep. And, 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 and cause you got to think, um, not to get off too far off, to, off topic, but the streaming, there's no streaming. There's no then. streaming. It was all radio. It's all radio. Album sales. Yeah. So mechanical mm-hmm. licensing for your songs, you're getting more money, mm-hmm. right? Artists are making more money. Record labels are making more money. Right. Right. What they're trying to do is, they're trying to tighten their belt with the recording money so they can obviously make more profit because you're still in debt. Right. So if I'm able to make a hit record at 90K as opposed to 150K, well, then you're getting 90K. Right. Right. So um, all those factors are playing into music turning into shit. Definitely. I mean, you know, I think what it is, John, is there's people sitting in a room. And they're analyzing how well songs trend or right. how well they don't trend mm-hmm. on the radio. And they ended up creating a formula, you know, and this That's formula, that this formula is what's shrouding music now. You know, we talk about country, we talk mm-hmm. about pop, even rock now, pretty much in any genre that is made to exist in the realm of radio airwaves has been formulized so much that now we don't need musicians to, to play on these things because hey, uh, we, we just got this formula. We'll use this copy and paste system and boom. And that's, that's, that's all we need. And that's, and it's, you know, obviously it's been successful. It's made record labels a lot of money. Um, but I think going away from, you know, musicianship model, mm-hmm. you know, where you had like bands like 
Chicago mm-hmm. in the eighties that were using world class musicians Definitely. to record their stuff. Yeah. Right? Or bands like Even Steely Dan. Steely Dan yeah. using world class musicians mm-hmm. to record their music. I mean you know, even you know, like you know He could have been anybody any, that's any, doing the radio. anybody I mean, we could from say Brian Adams. Brian you know Adams. I mean he right. had Steve Smith playing drums. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. Nobody would maybe know that. Right. But still listen to it with just use your ears. Right. You know what I mean? Or not to mention like uh Mellencamp, you know, Aaronoff mm-hmm. playing drums with him. Yep. Nobody really knows that's kinda where his he hung his cat. That was he, right. he was the Mellencamp drummer. Right. You know, so you you just had so many you know, even like Michael Jackson, and which is, <laughs> careful. you know, careful. Um, you know, he used the band Toto pretty much to record Thriller. Right. You know, I mean, it was pretty much all the guys in Toto band, mm-hmm. you know, sprinkle in, you know, Greg Philogane's here doing some sequencing keyboard stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they had, uh, I think Tim Pierce did some, did some fixing on that record, mm-hmm. guitar stuff. Um you know, a couple other guys I'm failing to mention, but for the most part, it was Picaro's Page, mm-hmm. Luther. Mm-hmm. You know, they did that record. You yeah. know, as did they did a lot of records mm-hmm. back then too. But point is, um, those players are, uh, for the most part, are not getting that type of work in pop rock. Now, country in Nashville, it's a different story. There's a lot of heavy hitters that are that are recording the Nashville stuff. Right. They may be the only um, exception, the only bastion left. Mm-hmm. However, even if these guys are playing, let's remember that the, a lot of these guys they take a pass at the verse, and if the verse is acceptable, they're just going to copy verse one to verse two That's to it. outro verse. You know what I mean? Like it's right. still an engineer putting it's, this it's, stuff it's together. It's very cookie cuttered. But it's hard to complain when what they're what they are putting together is at least a human being's parts. Yes, right. That's, right. Country music is kind of still holding or carrying the torch, should I say? Yeah, I mean, it's even even in you know even in country, it's been a steady decline of its you know uh, roots and mm-hmm. its um, essence, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I dare somebody to put on a major market country station and. You will not hear a country song that doesn't have a drum loop in mm-hmm. it, especially at the top. It at seems the, like all of the songs start with some. Listen, chuggy, you, chuggy you, at the top. you will be able to count on one hand the amount of songs that are just a live band, no drum loops, mm-hmm. no sequence bass, mm-hmm. no a live band. Get fiddles and paradiddles will always be available for free, but we rely on our donations from our listeners. Please visit our website at getfiddlesandparadiddles.fireside.fm and click on the donate button. Subscribe to our show on iTunes and if you enjoy what you hear, give us a review. So we've talked about some reasons, right? We know digital Correct. digital the rise of pro tools, we'll just mm-hmm. call it that. Yeah. Um obviously engineers have become way more prominent. The formula that was used mm-hmm. and is used to to make these things work. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my my opinion is that this has made music more watered down. Like yeah, you and I, just, you know, right. I think when we had um, had our buddy Shannon Corey on here, we talked about um, the ways we have to dig into other genres to feel inspiration. Because oh, yeah. if you're listening to the radio, I'm definitely not listening to be inspired as a musician. Oh no, right. So, so, you know, we're digging into other genres to, to find that inspiration. Correct. Um, so this is a concern to me and mm-hmm. I know to you as well, because as musicians, we grew up in an era where there were musicians playing and there were musicians inspiring us mm, big time on the radio, on the radio. So since we know, Hey, we've got to dig a little bit, we got to dig and find inspiration because mm-hmm. we know where to dig. What is the 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old to do now? You know, if he's listening to the radio, right? Hopefully, rely on his parents that they have good musical choices, mm-hmm. and they've, you know, grew up listening to the right stuff. But at least um, gives them access. Yes, you know that 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 was the biggest thing. And for me, growing up, I had access to all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom didn't care. You know what kind of music I was into. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know, with within the reasonable, you know 
structured, you know, I'm, yeah. she's not going to like let me listen to two live crew when right, I'm right. 12 years old, Cannibal Corpse. which we did. I mean, she didn't know about it because <laughs> my brother had the tape and we listened to nice. it all the time, but it, that's neither here nor there. But like, you know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it, um, I had access to jazz, like anything. If I told her, I want to, my very, my favorite things, Coltrane record, she would have went and got it for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I had access to it. Everything that, that I was, um, being, or what I was listening to, um, had such a profound um, effect on me, and a lot of the stuff were like three minute songs, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing really profound, you know. Sure, there's a few exceptions, mm-hmm. but we're talking listening to the radio. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that there's going to move me, you know. Maybe, maybe two or three times a year, right? And I think that that does two things. One, we can all sit around and go, why is it that musicians aren't as prominent in music? Mm-hmm. And we have our theories. We've, sure. we've already listed them. But if if musicians coming up now are relying on the radio, this is why water, not, not only is, is musicianship getting watered down, but music in general is getting watered down. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you know, this type of music begets this type of music begets mm-hmm. the type of music, mm-hmm. right? So I think the second part is that us as musicians that know where to go, that know where to point people to, it's our responsibility to say, hey, I, I, okay, you're into, you know, Florida Georgia Line, mm-hmm. fine. Turn them on to something that is going to help them, you know, be a better musician. Correct. Um, and, you know, we say all these things with all due respect. You Absolutely. Know, if you like all, if you like the typical uh, flow of country radio. If you like the FGLs and mm-hmm. God bless you, man. Yeah. You know, it's not our cup of tea. Yeah. We should um, definitely say we're not, we're not downplaying any of this music. However, yeah. I think any rational person can say, okay, yeah. Chris Stapleson is way better than Luke Bryan. Right. Okay. Right. So just on that pure analogy of, you know, when something's really good. Right. And you know when something's just okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think we're trying to speak in generalities in that sense. It's not so much we're trying to single anybody out, mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, we're using their uh, pieces of, of work as an example to illustrate our point. Mm-hmm. You put Florida Georgia Line's um, cruise up against Toto's Africa. Mm. Okay. See that cage fight? Exactly. Put them in the, oct- in the squared cycle. Yeah, in the octagon. In the octagon. Right. right. You know, you know, Africa is going to destroy, you know, cruising every time. Every time. So, and what I mean by, and we're just kind of com- like, like very good analogy. Even if we're, it's like Africa is a is a is a fighter and cruising is a fighter, right? Right. They got height, weight. Arm length, mm-hmm. all that stuff, all the measurables, if you will. Right. On the surface. On the surface. Yeah, you can see that. You can see that. Okay? So when you're comparing the measurables, I mean, come on, dude. You know, that's whether you like FGL or not, we're simply, that's what we're doing. We're comparing the measurables right. to one another. The, the quality of the song. Uh, the quality of the recorded song itself right. being the musicians that recorded the music. Right. You know, the the overall mix, the the producer, the engineer, all that stuff. Yep. yep. Right. I think at the end of the day, the impact that song has on a generation. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we talk about Africa, there's probably a generation of kids now that have heard that song probably done in, by some other group. Yep. Right. But... I mean, who's to say in 10 years there's not somebody covering some FGL or some Lady Gaga? Exactly. Lady Gaga's awesome. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. She's very talented. But the watered-down music that's out there, if it's getting covered and it's getting put out there, Mm -hmm. is the music today going to have the same impact as the music from the 70s, 80s, 90s will have? That's a good point. It's funny you mentioned that. Um, There's a few songs that we do. Um, with uh, the artist Joe Mm -hmm. Hall that I play for. Mm -hmm. They're old 90s. One of them is a Britney Spears song. Mm. Hit Me Baby One More Time. Oh, okay. We do it. And every time we play that song, it gets probably the biggest reaction of any song that we do. I'm sure. I can see you almost rolling your eyes here. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
Not my personal favorite. Sure. Right. But nonetheless, the her that song is probably a prime example of the beginning of the degradation. Not really. I shouldn't say that. Watering down mm-hmm. of pop recorded music. Right. Right. There's no live band tracking that song. Nope. Nope. There's two people holed up in yeah. a studio. You know? Yeah. Picaro's not on there laying a drum track. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, he's not on there. So, But look at the reaction. You but look at the right? reaction, right? right? Yeah. So there is something to be said for um, carving your niche out, mm-hmm. even if it's us music critics, right? Because we're critiquing. Yeah. Even us critiques, whether or not we think it's hot garbage, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Right. Because... Just an opinion. Just an opinion. Because mm-hmm. I believe, what, probably, what, 10 million people probably bought that record? Yeah. Yeah. But let's also keep in clear mind that by the time that stuff had come out, the formula yeah. had been figured out. Oh, yeah. It was... It and was. It's like an injection, you know? Right. Right. Like, like it's starting to get in your bloodstream. She and was going to be a star regardless, right? So <clears throat> somebody else wrote that song. Somebody else recorded that song. It could, I think that you might know. have been Max Martin. That could have been the, the start of Max Martin and all of his glory. Right. Um, so so that, was, rate, that was a formula. And also it yep. owned the radio. Yep. Let's not forget about the power the radio and the disc jockey still have yeah, that, over yeah, what good gets point. into our yeah, ears. That, that's, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's important too. Because you know, DJs had all the power. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, there's no Facebook there's none of that in the nineties. Right. Okay. The YouTube. Yeah. You know, we're, I think we're talking like maybe the, the AOL dial up. Mm. Is that maybe, what we're, maybe, maybe the, you've the, got the mail. yeah, you've got mail. Mm-hmm. That's what we're dealing with at this time. Right? right. Right. So if you weren't on the radio getting airplay, you were nobody. Right. Right. So that could also be an impact. So let's just say that somewhere between in this timeline before internet, and after the formula for pop music, there mm-hmm. was a there's a there's maybe a little little perfect little time window there. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 timeline and that window of opportunity is like if you were on the radio, there's no you were going to be successful because yep. really the only medium to get you out there was radio. Yep, that was it. Yep, you would go out and develop a you would send these artists out on radio tours. They'd meet the program directors, which is similar to what a lot of artists still do today Mm -hmm. um if you are a major label artist they're going to send you out to meet a lot of terrestrial radio program directors so Mm -hmm. you can shake their hands and right get them to make an impression make an impression Mm -hmm. so they will play your song Mm -hmm. four times a day Mm -hmm. that's what you had to do in the 90s that's that was you know um you know granted you know the labels were putting more money behind the single right but they were yielding a a bigger dividend so Mm -hmm. it was worth the it was worth it it was worth it yeah they were getting a return yeah um all of those things um you know i think those three the dj um radio play technology and finances man those three things started just to change Mm -hmm. the industry Yep. And then shortly thereafter, you know, we're talking what, maybe 10 years getting into the Napster streaming. That really changed it. That's when yep. it just, everything got shifted upside down. We know there's some people that I've either read about, listened to in interviews. I won't drop names because I could specifically do that uh, mm-hmm. just from memory. But uh, the question gets posed to a lot of musicians that have been at this for, say, 40, 50, 60 years. Mm-hmm. And they say, what do you think of the music industry today? That's, that's the question I hear first. The second one is, do you think the heyday of where the music industry was in the 70s, 80s, early 90s will ever come back around? And most mm. of them answer like this. The music industry is dead. Yeah. And we should all just accept that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're in, totally. we're in what would be considered a paradigm shift. Right. Right? Where all of our focus and everything has changed. Yeah. So if, if we get comfortable with saying the music industry doesn't exist, it, it's, it's a business, it's a factory that mm-hmm. churns out a product mm-hmm. that we consume. Yep. If it's, if it's just as simple as potato chips and we walk down an aisle and we pick out our favorite potato chips, it gets a little easier for me to ingest that, mm-hmm. right? That, that way of mm-hmm. thinking about it because mm-hmm. the music industry, that's what it's come down to now. It, it's just a 
factory that produces a product that we ingest. Yep, commodity I mean, exchange. Right, exactly. And so I think the point behind all this, John, is that you know we we lived through and grew up in a time yes where musicianship was prominent, big time. And I would I would say as as I hope a lot of musicians do that, that it's our responsibility to say you know whoever's listening to this, whoever's influenced by this, whoever's out there that is trying to seek a deeper understanding of musicianship when we say that word is to dig dig and the biggest resource yeah. even though we've dogged on youtube the biggest resource to dig is youtube yeah and, and like i said even though we constructively critique i would say youtube it is a vital part of a musician's uh it's the encyclopedia for musicians if you it will is. it really is uh, so yeah, dig mm-hmm. because it's all there. It's all on YouTube. Yep. I mean, it's right there. And I think, uh, you know, um, you know, the guys in Weezer, you know, they mm-hmm. re- they covered Africa. So they're mm-hmm. reintroducing that song to a whole new generation of people. Right. And obviously it's catching on because right. my daughter, who's 11 years old, loves that song, but right. she obviously heard it from me playing Toto, but she's, mm-hmm. she's got the Weezer version on her phone. Right. So you know that's going to reach to a whole new group of people, and they're they're going to go. Hopefully, they're going to go back. And say, Who's Toto? Who's Toto? That's right. that's the dog from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. And they're going to go and discover all the guys in the band, right. and hopefully all the other music that they did. And mm-hmm. it's just going to olive branch out, right? right. So I think so kudos that, to, to Weezer. You yeah. Know, bands that are doing that. Right. That make that make you go, huh? Maybe I should dig into this. Yeah. You know, um, I, I almost want to say they almost did a new record. It was all like covers That's like cool. they did like each i think they did a 90s cover of i can't remember the song I have to, uh, um, let's look it up go, we'll have to look it, we'll up, look it up put it in the show notes yeah, yeah. but um i think what we're trying our point is is that we're living we're living in the time of, right. of a decline of musicianship right and it's and, a cyclical thing because yeah. it's almost a 30 year cycle mm-hmm. right you got 60s 70s i would say 70s 80s 90s mm-hmm. and then late 90s 2000s to now we're mm-hmm. almost at end of that 30 year cycle right right so something's got to change something's got to change the attention right right so i think what's going to happen is um you're starting to see a little bit of a renaissance and kids playing guitar yep you know having bands jazz bands the Mm -hmm. arts are starting to be a little more not as much as we would like them to but they're still it's there it's there the seeds are there the seeds are definitely Mm -hmm. there and they're never going to go away um but it's just, it's really, um, it's just very bizarre mm-hmm. to see how quickly something can just completely change. Even, I mean, 30 years. Right. It's a long time. It is a long time. Yeah. You know, but, you know, when you're able to look at music like we're doing, I mean, we're looking at over 70, 80 year period mm-hmm. collectively mm-hmm. to see. In eighty, just imagine in in forty years from now, what music's going to be like. Yeah, yeah. What are people going to be listening to? What's going to be on Star ninety four? Well, dude, I've heard some some scary theories about that. I've heard that. Uh, just just process this, and, and and you guys think about this. The technology is in such an upswing mm-hmm. that before too long, there will not be human beings that will be creating what we call art. So whether that's drawing, okay, cartoons, music. Whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever falls under that art umbrella, mm-hmm. is that, you know, give it 30 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. What has technology done to us? Have we become part technology too, right? So if we've become part technology and we have mm-hmm. no need to create, take away the creative part of us, mm-hmm. then there's also no need for us to, to, to be able to seek creative individuals or go to places like a bar mm-hmm. or a concert. So that stuff could just go away, right? And that's some scary Orwellian shit right there. Right. You know. If um, we allow technology, just as, as we, we said here, technology is part of the reason that it, that it changed. Yeah. What if we just kept allowing that to happen? Well, we yeah. become so infused with technology that our creative stuff just, just disappears. It's, yeah. It's all about learning the program, learning right. how to manipulate the right. program and code. Right. At that point that's a that's a weird that's, that's a weird scary you know, world. I, I just don't um i think musicians man are just they're they're so revered like that art form mm-hmm. being a professional musician right. is it's almost like firefighters you right. can't just 
you're going to, like, people are going to need firefighters. Well, especially overseas. I mean, a guy I used to work with used to tell a great story. Um, He he was a tall guy. He was Mm African-American. And he would go to Japan and play some of these shows, Mm -hmm. right? And here's here's what he, when he would walk down the street in Japan, a tall black man, I'm just going to say that. Right. They would walk up to him and ask him for his autograph. Oh, yeah, all day. Right, and, and they would say, uh, basketball player. And uh-huh. he would say, no, no, no. And then they'd say, oh, musician, uh-huh. right, musician. Yeah. Right, and, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. you're right, you're revered, right? So you, especially overseas where art is seen Big time. as a it's, huge, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that um, and thank God for that because, you know, they're right. I mean, like, all these world-class musicians, man, like, they are, you know, they're like Navy SEALs. Yeah. Not everybody can be... You know, uh, Jeff Picaro and a right. Steve Lukather and a right. even Hal Blaine, God bless his oh soul, he passes away, he passed mm-hmm. away over the weekend. Get me started. Yep. Um, you know, not everybody can be those type of cats, man. Mm-hmm. Especially overseas, those guys are held in high high regard. Yep. So I think that hopefully it's going to get back to that aspect here in the States because it's going to eventually, you can only water down so much, mm-hmm. man. You can only force it down before people are gonna be like okay i'm tired of this yeah i'm really tired of this even the even the peon listener right there's only so much they can do right 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 well here's when it'll change when the money starts to go down that's That's what when when, when they start seeing a decline in finances they'll say it's time for a change it's time for a change that's correct turn their sights to what is making money and that'll become the new that'll that'll become the you know out with the old in with the new same you know the old is same as the new, you know? Well, let's leave them with this, John. Yeah. Keep digging. Keep digging. Yeah. Keep digging. Musicianship yeah. exists. Yeah. Keep digging. Keep yeah. being inspired. You know, YouTube is your best friend right. in, in this particular way. And then bands like Weezer who are yeah. putting out Yeah, and, and, and not to music. say there's not great music uh, acts, bands that Definitely are out. no. Because yeah. there are. There's a lot well, we're, of them. We're talking about Top 40 Radio. We're just talking about Top yeah. 40 Radio is, mm-hmm. is kind of the uh, atmosphere that we're trying to stay in. Right, right. Um, but yeah, just dig, man. Dig. That's all you got to do is dig. Well, John, uh, let's get into our uh, our picks of the week, sir. Let's get that. Da, 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 da. That was well, good. That was pretty good. That was a smooth good. jazz version. Smooth jazz one. version. Yeah. Okay. Bony James Kenny version. G. Yeah. Kenny G version. Kenny G version. I love it. Um, kick us off with, with your pick of the week, sir. So I'm going, um, for me, I'm going to go with the D'Addario NYXL strings. Mm. I think these have been out for a little while now. Um, just tried them. I've uh, been a D'Addario um, string user forever since I've been playing guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 to 46, that's my gauge. I've used it forever. I uh, love them. So I recently tried the NYXLs. Um, the uh, the materials a little different, uh, the way they wind the string, the the coating or not really coating, but the way, uh, just the material of the string is more mm-hmm. durable. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little more expensive, but I've had good results. Um, I'm really impressed with the string. Um, they feel really good. They don't feel weird. Um, you know, a lot of times when I'll try a new string. Um, the the fabrication of the string sometimes it feels gritty mm-hmm. underneath my finger I don't really like that like a smooth mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously you can feel the riveting from the from the winding of the mm-hmm. string because mm-hmm. you have a core and then a yeah the winding the winding yeah. right so you you're gonna feel that humps and bumps but like sometimes like they don't fabricate that winding yeah correct and you can feel the coarseness of it right I like that yeah. So not with the Dario, buddy. <laughs> These guys um, make a really good product. So they're, they're they definitely are a few more dollars expensive than the XL. Yeah. Uh, but give them a, give them a shot, man. They're good. The cool. NYXL Dario strings. Nice. Well, my pick for this week is something that I actually take for granted now. Um, for a while, I've been trying to come up with like the best. Uh, stick bag or something uh, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's got probably a pretty big deal for you, man. Yeah, I bounce back and forth between different things, but mm-hmm. uh, for me, because I don't always play like uh, where I need to take my drum set. Like when I go mm-hmm. into church or when I go for some of these some of these gigs, there's already a drum set there. Mm-hmm. But I still need to bring sticks. Obviously, I need to bring a drum key. Sometimes I need to bring a pin with me. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm going to have my keys with me. I need to bring right. my, my in-ears, you know, which are in their own little thing. And you, it, you don't want to have all that 
stuff in your pockets. Right. And I, and I used to just, you know, I was like, man, I had a backpack with me everywhere I went. And I was like, man, if I could just get this to be in one bag, Consolidate. In one bag. Yeah. Um, what I've been using for a while is a great bag made by Promark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their transport deluxe nice. stick bag. Yes. Um, so for when I do, um, my church gigs mm-hmm. specifically, um, the cool thing about the bag is it has like a very large pocket, uh, even some of the gigs we do where I need to bring microphones and stuff like I can, you can put all that stuff in there. In that's that, great. Plus the sticks has a, a clip for my keys. It has a place for a pin. It has a spot for, you know, earplugs if you're going to need them or drum key. Put all that stuff in it's, one bag. It's all in that's one bag. Huge, you know, man. I don't have that's to bring a, a backpack with me right. everywhere. So it's really cool. Uh, the Promark Transport Deluxe stick bag. Uh, and the other awesome. one I, I, I float between. I have like two or three stick bags I always yeah. float between. But this is the one I end up using the most, especially the, for the, the main one. The church running Very around. Cool. When I don't have, there, there's, there's a stick bag for when I need a kit mm-hmm. and a stick bag when I don't need a kit. So but anyway, yeah. uh, we'll have those links in the, um, the show notes for you guys. Um, John, I feel like we've, we've covered a lot of, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we, 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 uh, a lot of meat on this bone for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but you know, the biggest thing is just, um, just dig, man, dig around, you know, go back. And if there's a, if you're a younger, um, person who are a younger listener, I should say, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you've got a favorite band or artist, figure out what they were into. Yep. What, what were they influenced by? And I probably guarantee you it's one of these people that we've mentioned on one of our shows and if not you know everything is connected you know yep so that's what's that's what's what's cool about being a musician if uh if you dig you'll find out like john said that it's all connected it's all connected like what you hear now is not just somebody's dreamt up like you know god level that person was inspired it was it was all a uh it was it was a duplicate copy if you will that's what's cool about being a musician. It's always a passing yeah. forward. That's it. Pass it forward, yep. right? Yep. Well, guys, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, please give us some comments. Give us some feedback on the headlines. And Yeah, uh, let us know if you like that. Um, you know, put it in the uh, reviews uh, that we hope you're giving us on iTunes. Oh, yes. Um, which we uh, really appreciate. But, yeah, um, we uh, feel good about this yeah, one, man. This is a good one. Good one. Guys, uh, we'll, t- we'll catch you all next week. and uh, We are out.